for tonight. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for this great opportunity to be alive and to be a worshiper in your house. Lord, we are grateful. Father, be thou be exalted in Jesus' name. Let tonight be a night of wonder, a night of increase in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. All glory to the Lord. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 14. That's what we're going to read tonight as we are talking about increase. The Bible says, Then Isaac sowed in that land, and he seed in the same year hundred fold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man was great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks, possession of ass, grace of servant, and Philistine heavy him. When you increase, you will be envied. Let us know that if nobody is envying you, maybe you are not doing much. If you are doing much, the Philistine will envy you. The Philistine will envy you. That is just the truth. My prayer is that you are going to increase in Jesus' name. My wife said, I pray that you not be pity, you will be envied. And I don't know which one you want, whether you want people to pity you or you want people to envy you. Which one do you want? I don't know which one you want. Which one do you want? Do you want me to pity you? I pray that everybody around you will have a reason to envy you. The blessing that God will do in your life will be so big that people will envy you. Can you say the loudest amen? Okay. The Bible says he had possessions. Possession is a mark of increase. If you don't have anything, it's a sign of poverty. Possession. Can I tell you something? Having a car is a, is a mark of increase. 
Having a land is a mark of increase. Having the good things of life is a mark of increase. Don't thank yourself that you don't have anything. If they say, yeah, you know that I've got to put as increased. You see something that I say, thank God that I don't have a car. It is you that have a car that we saw from me. No, it is not you that have a car that we saw from me. It is you that don't have a car that they are going to tax. That we saw from me. Having possessions is good. And you desire it from the Lord. Desire from the Lord. Having possessions, somebody say, all these possessions, I don't care. No possession, you are not going to take your possession to heaven. There's no doubt about it. But you are going to use your possession to enjoy the heart. You are going to use your possession to make life more comfortable for you. And you can use it to enjoy some things of the heart. So there's nothing wrong. The Bible says, God bless Isaac and he had possessions of heart, possessions of flocks. So when we are saying God has blessed you with spiritual blessings in heavenly places, it's not only spiritual things that we are talking about. We are talking about physical possession. Physical possession that you can call assets is a mark of increase. That's why I pray that the favor of the Lord, you have possession this year. If you don't have a car, may you have a car. If you don't have a house, you have a house. And say, I'm in top of the Pastor says, I did so in the land, 
and reap all the food. It is because the Lord bless him. If you have resolved in your life, it is because God is involved. God is involved in your life. That's why things are happening. If God removes his involvement in your life, one minute things will not work. And this is telling us to be humble and to be grateful. When you wake up in the morning, thank God for the blessing. When they pay for your salary, thank God for the blessing. When you have a meal, thank God for the blessing. Because there are so many people that work and do not eat it. Every day you have an opportunity to hear from your labor. Thank God. If you plan and the plan work, thank God. You know the reason why you must thank God. If the plan fail, God will be God. You must thank God. Are you hearing me? Every day we live, we should be grateful. In fact, these days, I'm not even thinking about purpose. I'm thinking about gratitude. I think what is more important in life is not about you living according to purpose. It's about you living a life of gratitude for every opportunity that you have. Gratitude is the one force that guarantees increase. John chapter 6, verse 23. Jesus multiplied bread. We are here at given times. Always be grateful. Whatever you thank God for, increase. Gratitude is a kingdom force. If you want things to work in your life, be grateful. Be grateful for your children. Be grateful for your job. Be grateful for everything that you have. Be grateful for the journey. Whether it was rough or it was smooth, be grateful for where you are. You know, you say, what do I have? What do I have? When the task people wrote to me last last uh, two weeks, they said they are coming here to verify all the taxes. I say, what do I have? They came again and they said, they see something in your office. That's why you are coming all the times. If they don't see, they will not be coming. And the man came today and he said, anyone that enter your office, we know even though you don't have all the money, but you have something that tells us that you have something. And I say, thank God, it's true, I have something. This is what we want to see. And it became very friendly. You can't be complaining to everybody you don't have and your face is shiny. Thank God for everything that God has done for you. Gratitude will guarantee increase in your life. And you must learn how to do it at all times. Thank God for Johnny Mercy. Thank God for everything that is happening. Even now in the country, if you are feeding very well, thank God. I say, Lord, I thank you that I move out in the morning. And able to come out uh, in the in the in the night with substance. I read the story of two people. One came back to Uganda after 30 years in UK without nothing. He said after COVID, she lost everything. I read the story of another man that came back from US to Nigeria and had nothing. At least we are in Nigeria and we see have something. Some of us have houses. We have blessing of God, yet we are in this country. And the country is hard. Nothing is working. But yet, something is working in our lives. We should be grateful to the Lord that we have roof over our, over our head and we have food to eat. When you have a spirit of contentment, you have a reason to thank God. Say, Lord, I'm grateful. I'm not doing badly. Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, I thank you. If I meet people that have not seen you for the past 10 years, they will show you what the Lord has done for you. They will show you what the Lord has done for you. They will be amazed. You are so used to your blessing that it doesn't move you anymore. But let somebody have not seen you for the past 10 years know so many things about you. See how they be thanking God. One of my brothers, our brother, I've not seen for the past 20 years, came to this place and was thanking me and thanking me. 
and called my daughter and told my daughter, you know your father has always been my favorite. I said, yes, I'm your favorite. Sir. And he called me, said, I've always loved you. I said, yes, you love me. So carry me on your head when we are going to farm. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You see, when God is helping you, you should be grateful. You should not take. I know we are ambitious people, and we never get satisfied. There is nothing we have that looks so good or so okay because we are always aspiring. We are comparing our blessings with some other people, but we are not coming from the same spot. We don't have the same background. We should remember where we are coming from. Remember your pictures of 20 years ago. Remember your background. And use that to be grateful to the Lord for where God has brought you. And say, Lord, I'm very grateful. I thank you. I thank you sincerely. I thank you. I told my wife, I said, funny things happened on that Friday because they were in, uh, in a hurry. They didn't introduce me at the way. But during my own wedding engagement, they were looking for them, somebody strong to stand by my side. They introduced the man and he, and he did not want to show up. No, it was the woman that was now taking my picture and sending it to her daughter. There is nothing God has not done for you. Be grateful. Be grateful. Gratitude is a force for increase. How do we make sure that grace will work in our life? We are grateful. Don't complain. Just be grateful. Whether it seems as if it's working or it's not working, just thank him. Because for us, all things work together for good. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Let's just thank him and say, Lord, we thank you. You are in this thing. It's the only reason why you have not lost everything. So let's be grateful and be, and be tender-hearted to the Lord. Don't let all believers ask us and say, why are you serving God? I lost my car some years ago and uh, I, I was in the office. I say, ah, but he's a pastor. And I stood up in that guy said, that's the reason why I'm alive. Because I remember a man that was shot in the neck and died immediately. I said, God preserve my life. I'm grateful. My life is more important than my car. Regular Benz 230. But as I was thanking God, they called me from Bumashaw that my car has been abandoned in TD, very close to Saki, that should come and pick it. The car was restored. I have a way of thanking God. I say, well, my wife, if they carry it away, let's just thank God that we are alive. Thank God that you are alive. Thank God throughout the year. Thank God we are, for anything you are expecting increase. Let us be grateful. That's one of the kingdom of us for increase. Thank God for everything. Thank God for your health. Thank God for your life. And don't be quiet about it. Do it profusely. Jesus spoke to ten lepers. All of them were healed. One man saw that he was healed. Returned. And he started shouting. Thanking God loudly. And the Bible says, only this one returned to give glory to the Lord. Where are the other nine? Don't be among the nine ingrates in church. There are so many ingrates in church today. You know, at times, even when people give you money, you say, is this what they should give me? Eh? According to their title. Title what? Is their title meant for your giving? And where God has taken them to? And so what? Were they elevated for your purpose? Whatever anybody has given you is big enough because they don't hold you anything. So we should be grateful and thankful for anything that we have received from God or from man. 
and the lord will help us as we are grateful in the name of jesus number two force for increase is the force of knowledge we must be studious we must be interested in knowledge there are lots a lot of things that we don't know yet and if we want increase we should be interested in knowledge and at times we may not like to read but like like uh, the testimony prophet shared also is giving us knowledge there are times when you are going to enter your car don't be a zombie what you don't see other people may see it and the testimony i've also shared also is that if you want to do something don't exclude people call people that are your old friend let them come and see it don't have the mentality of somebody is attacking you it is when you have people that you'll be happy you know i don't want to inform this whole person I, I want to inform this person. Don't segregate. Because the people you invite, they give excuse the last day. If you want your party to be rosy, call the worthy and unworthy. That's the principle of Jesus. It's the principle of Jesus. Get knowledge. In everything that you are doing, as people are sharing testimony, pick knowledge, something from their testimony. Success story. Do you know that if we are sharing testimony, and we enjoy the testimony of others. All of us can be blessed. All of us can be blessed. But there are some people that want to buy a car in this place. And they will not discuss with anybody. Say, if I come on, because that's when you're about to see. I don't know where they get that mentality from. You can move to Loyakemi. How is your car working? How good is this car? And most of the time, people in the church, they share information generously. Or somebody just bought a car in this period of recession. How did you buy the car? Please share the testimony with me. That's why I believe pastors are very blessed. Because they hear a lot of testimony. They hear testimony a lot. And those testimony, they had knowledge to them. Testimony give back to knowledge. Reading give back to knowledge. Inquiry give back to knowledge. You cannot continue to, to do things in your own way. Somebody must give you more knowledge. Somebody knows something better than you. And it's knowledge that helps. For instance, years ago, Baba told the provincial pastor, don't establish church in a corner. He said, you never see a petrol station or a bank that's establishing church in a corner. A petrol station or bank in a corner. Let it be easily accessible. He told us years ago, so many years ago. And they now asked a pastor recently, he said, why do you normally get to your church on the road. He said because somebody told him. He said some people, he said they don't have money. But they don't know it's because their church is hidden in a corner that will spoil the very poor people. That's why people don't go there. Are you hearing me now? So it's knowledge. Knowledge is important. Wisdom is the principal thing. First chapter 4 verse 7. Isaiah 3 verse 6. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. So, don't just complain or say, I'm just praying. Prof said on Sunday that I, on Saturday, that I believe in word. I believe in knowledge. Knowledge make your life stable. Isaiah 33, verse 6, it establishes you. If you see that something is working in somebody else's life, ask him, how are you doing it? Can you share the secret with me? And you have gained knowledge. I've told you before, I care what you know. I care. I care what you know. Even if you don't care for me, I want to know what you know so that I can add it to my knowledge. Very important. 
And Yoruba says, That means you keep learning from people. And we are going to learn throughout eternity. We'll be learning like this till we meet Christ. If you want your life to increase, you must be interested in knowledge. You have to sit down with some people and tell them how you're doing it. Most of us, even when we are sick, we are not interested in knowledge. We just be banding and losing. Whereas there could be one simple knowledge that is missing. I share a story here with you. How a man of God said he was sick and he fasted for 40 days and the problem did not get better. And his friend said to him, you are sick. Let me take you to Baba Badari to pray for you. Baba Badari of blessed memory. And when he got there, he said, Musiki, sir. He said, Oh, yeah, need down. And Baba put his hand on him and, and make a little bit. He said, Did they? Go back to the day. Lord Shibai, go and do this. Go and do that. Go and he went, got to the door. He said, Came back and said, Ah, Baba, I put a say or a can. I came from a learning now. What should he pray? I can just pray one word for me. And, and the Baba said, Say, Lori, a lady, I be me. He said, About this problem you have just shared, another one. He said, About this problem, he said, I have finished that case. Go and do it. He said, And he got back home and he did it, and the sickness disappeared. And he was shocked. And he moved back to the man to thank him. And the man said, In 1957, I had the same problem. What I learned is what I share with you. Of course, he didn't share it. If he had shared it, I will share it with you right now. He didn't tell us the sickness that he had. He said, Baba, shared that secret with him. Jeremiah 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord, but those things that were revealed, knowledge that were revealed, belongs to us and our children forever. That tells you that knowledge guarantees increase in life. Knowledge guarantees increase in life. Don't die in stupidity. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, My people are destroyed. For lack of knowledge. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15. The labor of the foolish. Where is him? But he does not know how to get to the city. Let's make sure that we get knowledge. Know how. Know how. And there are so many know how people are sharing now. Somebody was talking about three businesses you can do. If you have money in Nigeria. And he mentioned charcoal. Charcoal. Exporting charcoal. He said he got a place where the Babai Chako around Oyo and he met white people there trying to buy charcoal to export. And he said, Most, most uh, times they will even give you 50% of the money to go and look for it. And when you have shipped it and you show them the receipt, they will send the 50%. He said, You make money in dollar. So dollar cannot affect you. Are you hearing me now? He mentioned three businesses and they are online. Let's be interested in knowledge. And there are some columns of newspaper that talk about how to increase personal finance, how to increase businesses, books that can help us to know something or to do some things. But let's be interested in it. Don't come to church and you are not interested in anything, any knowledge. If you are not increasing in knowledge, you cannot be increasing in weight or blessing. God has tied increase to knowledge. How is it so in time of famine? There is something that he knew that he did that guaranteed results in time of famine that made him to have a uh, hundredfold harvest. And in Genesis chapter 26, verse 14, the Bible says he dug his father's well. Maybe the Philistines saw that that was his secret. They keep feeling it, and he dug another one, and he dug another And anytime he dug a well and he saw water there, he will always give testimony. 
until he got to a place say at last the lord has made a room for us he said now we are going to expand how is he expanding water water was the secret of his harvest it is something because he knew something you are not doing many things because you don't know many things if you know something you will do more you will not be passive about life it's because you know little that's why all those people that they think they are advancing and they are moving forward you think they are just moving forward blindly there's something that they have seen or something that they know that's making them to do those things because they can see possibility where other people are seeing impossibility knowledge open your eyes psalm chapter 36 verse 9 the bible says it is in his light that we see light we get knowledge we get knowledge may you get knowledge in the mighty name of jesus i've said what number one is what gratitude number two is what number two is what number two is what number two is knowledge knowledge guarantee increase and multiplication that is why it's important when you are coming to church you open your mind and reason together with god reason together with god make sure you are getting things and maybe i should mention the third one which people don't like at all number three things that guarantee increase is labor work church people should learn that for every input there must be an output if you are inputting zero majority of us are lazy majority of us are extremely lazy church people are not hard working that's the truth majority of church folks they only know how to pray they don't work take for instance if i'm a full-time pastor now how many times do i pass up people here maybe wednesday and what and sunday what do i do with other days okay let me give you the story of this my friend my very close neighbor that is a pastor in redeem he, he came to me this year and said daddy i have resigned i want to fix my my business i said oh sorry he said daddy there's nothing they posted me to Samfara, and I felt that I'm not going. There's no point going. I said, oh, that's good. That they do have some other things to do. They have a lot. I said, oh, that's very good. That's very good. He said, but daddy, I'm going to miss something. I said, what is it? He said, cheap money. I said, what do you mean by cheap money? He said, ah, if I'm in redeem, they'll be paying me salary of around 40000 he say, and they are paying me the salary for going to fellowship on Tuesday, on Thursday, and on Sunday. If I'm a serious Christian, would I go to church on Thursday? I've prayed before. I was surprised with the way he mentioned it. He now said, at the end of the year, they give me bonus, house allowance of 100000 to go and rent my house. He said, is that not a free money? He said, Pastor, don't let anybody deceive you. That job is a lazy man's job. A pastor told me, oh, no, I'm not talking about just member. He said, what will I be doing? He said, that is why ever since I became a full-time pastor, listen to me, listen to this word, though. I've always established my own personal school along that work. I see it as an evangelism. He said, when I was posted to Abuja, I rented a flat and I had a school. When he reposted me to Oshun, I sold the school. I made a lot of money and I came back to Shubu. And when I came to Shubu, I looked for two flats again. I rented it and established the same school. He did not read education. And some people say, it's because I didn't read education. He didn't read education. He said, I established the school. I used the money I gave from Abuja to establish a school here. They posted him to Ila. He, he told them at the state. 
He said, please, don't post me to the rural area. Post me to the city. I will look for the accommodation for the church myself. I will pay the rent. I will equip it. I redeem love of somebody like that. Full-timer. He said, that's okay. He got a hall for them. Pay for the rent. Equip the team. But he knew the business he was going to do. Are you listening to me now? So he has a standard school. And I said, okay. Is that the only school that you have? He said, no. I have the second school. And hallelujah. I have one beside your house. I have one. Hallelujah. I'm thinking about opening the third school. What am I preaching tonight? Hard work. If you are following grace, it doesn't make you to be lazy. I've told you, people that I know when I was young, they have the ability to speak fine tongue. They never had money. It's only they don't use tongue to buy gari. As rice is becoming more expensive, fine tongue will not buy rice. You must be a consistent hard worker. And I pray God will give you the grace in Jesus' name. Apostle Paul is a father of grace. He said the grace was upon me, yet I labor more. Everybody see that you are laboring. Everybody you should see. That pastor they interview said, people work hard for money. He said, if we are working for souls, every member of the church is see that we are laboring more. Times of evangelism, more than other people. He said, that's why all the workers in this place, they work tirelessly for results. But you know what happened in church? In the office, in bank, we have past, our past couple that just got job maybe about four months ago with Assets Bank. If they give you what they call it, target in bank, do you complain? You don't complain. You never hear them complaining that uh, I'm working as a marketer in bank. They are giving me targets. I don't know how wicked the union bank can be. They don't say that. In the office, if you give them targets that let us mark your results by this, they don't complain. But in the church, employ people in the church, and tell them this is the area you must mark and make sure this area improves, they begin to complain. They say, I have tried my best. You have not tried your best, you have tried your laziness. Isaac so in the land. After they promised him that nobody will attack his wife, he decided to sow in time of famine. And the same year he reaped. Without sowing, there is no practical reaping. Don't let anybody deceive you. If people give you envelope and you have not invested in their life, it will be beggar's envelope. Beggar's envelope. But if you have made impact in people's life, that they can trace their sources and glory back to you, they will surprise you. They will remember because people don't forget. Not all of them will remember, but few that will remember will bring huge blessing to your life. And that is the way we are in every area of our life. You must be a hard worker, a tireless worker. You must not be seen sleeping at home. You are still young. You are still young. You must work. You must sow while it is day. Jesus says, I must work while it is day. He knew that his time was short. He said, for the night comet, when no man shall walk. Do what you should do where you still have the opportunity and time. 
If you're a student, read now. Read and invest your energy in reading. So that by the time you are leaving school, you know, oh, I've invested my best. If you're a worker, work well. Don't do one day sleeping, one day working. Be all-time worker. And before you know it, by the time you are 60, you have a lot of things to relax on. Don't just wait for handouts or people giving you things. Establish your business. Labor on it. Night and day. Make sure you are successful. Because at the end of the whole day, if you are successful, you are successful for yourself and for your children. Anytime we went for a function and I see my, my brother-in-law, he always inspire me. 2016, he did wedding for his first daughter. And my wife said, what did I learn? And I will tell you what I learned. But don't abuse me. I said, I was happy. He created a lavish wedding. You can't blame a man he's spending his money when you didn't give him money. You can't blame him now. This was an elaborate one. We were dancing all throughout. We were eating all throughout. I said, ah, Embalo for me. 2016, eight years ago. And I made up my mind. By the time my daughter is getting married, I will not be looking for handouts. I'll be capable. It's not enough for you to pray. Whether you like it or not, your daughter that you are seeing today, we get married tomorrow. Your son will get married tomorrow. You will pay dowry. It's money you used to pay. They will come and visit your house. All those things are things that should be planned for. 25 years time. Where are you going to be? Or will you be begging uncles and daddies or people that you have not greeted all this while? You have to plan for things and work hard so that that time will be a reaping time. Make sure that by all means you are a worker. You are not an idle person. If one job is not good, register with another one. If one job is not occupying your time, do two jobs. After all, we learned that people in abroad, they also do two or three jobs. So why are we just holding our hand here? You just do one. One is not working. You are now saying, you know, you know now, Nigeria. Nigeria what? What is wrong with Nigeria? Do whatever you can do around you to make sure what you are doing is working. Do it and make sure it's working. And as you are doing, the Lord will bless your work in Jesus' name. Why do I say this? The Bible says, I seek so in that land and receive in the same year hundredfold and the Lord bless him. May the Lord bless your work in the name of Jesus. May you have mighty reward from your labor in the name of Jesus. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this that none of us should be high do. We should be dutiful. We should be diligent in business. Whatever is committed into our hand, we should do it well. The Bible says, see a man diligent in his work. He will stand before king and not before mere men. Stand on your feet. Three kingdom principles that guarantee increase. We start with gratitude. Let's thank him for the gift of life. If you are healthy today, it's a gift. So let's thank God and say, Lord, I want to thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for everything you have done for me. I want to thank you for my wife. I want to thank you for my children. Let's thank the Lord. Let's do it well and thank the Lord for what God has done. Let's thank the Lord and say, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for all you have done for me. Thank you. No excuse for thanksgiving. 
Anytime you excuse yourself, you are creating problem. Thank him for what he has done. And we perfect all that concerns you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Let's raise our hands and say, Father, connect me to knowledge that will increase my status, that will bless my life. I want to be connected to knowledge. Connect me to knowledge that will bless my life. Knowledge is profitable to direct. Lord, help me. I don't want to be stranded. I don't want to be poor. I want to increase. I want to do exploit. Lord, connect me to knowledge that will increase my productivity in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, give me knowledge and I will shine. Let my light come in the name of Jesus. Let my light come in the name of Jesus. Father, connect me to knowledge. Connect me to knowledge. Let's pray for knowledge. Pray for knowledge. I say, Lord, give me knowledge and I will shine. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Every time I appear in church, Lord, give me knowledge to reign and to shine. We are not unbelievers. We receive inspiration at all times. Lord, give me knowledge for me to shine in the name of Jesus. We must search for knowledge. We must be interested in knowledge. A wise mind is strong. A man understanding increases strength. By knowledge shall thy chambers be filled. Lord, give me knowledge. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Raise your right hand to heaven. Say, Father, bless the work of my hand. As I labor, bless me with hundredfold return. In the name of Jesus, I want hundredfold return. Lord, it is possible. In all labor, there is profit. Let me enjoy profit from my labor. In the name of Jesus. As I move from one level to another level, Father, let me enjoy profit. In the pray, pray to be a hard worker. Let's pray. Let's pray tonight and say, Lord, I receive grace to be diligent. I want to be diligent. I will not be somebody that is just talking and is not working. Lord, help me to be a worker, a diligent worker, a hard worker, an irreplaceable worker. Somebody that other we thank God for. Employers we thank God for. Lord, help me. I don't want to be lazy. The Bible says, go to the hands, you lazy. Consider his ways and be wise. The hand is hard-working. Lord, help me to be hard-working. Give me grace to be a tireless worker. Anywhere you see results, somebody is working it. I want to work to guarantee results. When you have workers that are diligent, there's maximum results. Lord, I want results. I want results. I want to labor to get results. Lord, help me to get results. In the name of Jesus, help me to get results, Lord. Lord, help me to get results. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray for grace to work hard. Jesus said my meat is to do the work of him that sent me. And to finish it, I must work hard. I must work hard. I receive grace to work hard. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, give us the grace to increase and not diminish. No matter what the economy may be, help us to increase and not diminish. I can't hear your email. Father, give us the grace to increase and not diminish. Lord, help this church to increase and not diminish. In the mighty name of Jesus. No matter what the dollar may say, Father, help us to increase and not diminish. This year, we will increase and not diminish. In the name of Jesus, we receive grace for gratitude. Grace to be connected to knowledge. 
and grace for hard work. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the church say the righteous. Amen.